Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry. Two teams tonight will try to finish the regular season undefeated. Several more are playing for playoff seeding and playoff uh, birds, in fact. And a couple teams that are trying to finish the season on a high note, whether it's statistically or just in terms of sending the program in a new direction. We'll go from Monterey to Warren County, from Cookville to Clay, and from White to York, and Baxter in between on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We begin the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders in Salina with the Clay County Bulldogs and head coach Bruce Lamb coming off of a very difficult loss to Trousdale County, the kind of game that you kind of just want to snap and clear and, and forget about completely. Uh, Clay County will have to try to bounce back from it, though, in what promises to also be a very difficult game this week. Head coach Bruce Lamb joining us now. Coach Lamb, uh, a tough one last week. Uh, Now, after a few days to reflect, just what didn't go your guys' way on Friday night? Well, (laughs) I think it was the opening kickoff. but uh, (laughs) Hey, you know what? That'll work. Yeah, they... they, uh, I mean, they, they're playing really good right now, really good football. And, you know, they just lined up and with us. And, and uh, you know, we couldn't get a lot of things going. We moved the ball. We just couldn't get it in the end zone. And, you know, because we kept, uh, you know, we kept messing up ourselves. And, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those nights that uh, they had everything working and we didn't. And, you know, and hats off to Coach Satterfield and those guys because they did a great job. And, uh, you know, it, it's the right time to be peaking. And they're peaking right now. On the flip side of that, obviously, when you can just kind of chalk it up to one of those nights, how do you correct a lot of it here with just one week to go in the regular season? Well, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, we, we'll go back to work like we always do. I don't think there's a lot of things that, you know, as as I can do. I think, uh, you know, these kids are going to do it themselves. I mean, uh, you know, they got a lot of pride in this program and a lot of pride to, uh what they do on the football field. And, you know, it's already started. These kids have uh, – took it to heart and, uh, you know, came out yesterday, had a great practice. And, and uh, you know, I think I think these kids uh, do it themselves. Ain't a whole lot I got to do. Yeah. What do you enjoy about that as a coach? And, and how much easier does it make your job when they come back on Monday from a loss like that? And you can kind of tell they're ready to put the work in themselves, their attitudes uh, and, and their outlooks have made their the adjustments. You don't necessarily have to, to light a fire under them. Yeah, it, it's great, and it's great to see the kids. You know, uh, we we have a lot of inexperience and a lot of young kids that get to play, and, and uh, you know, it's it's good to see that these guys uh, put this on their shoulders and, and put that little chip on their shoulder, like I, I guess you could say, and and uh, say, hey, we're gonna get this done. And um, you know, it, it's great as a coach to see that, to see these kids mature and, and and grow up and 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 do things like that, and. Uh, you know, I'm excited about what you know what we can see, what we can do, and how we come back. It's another road trip again this week. Do, do you think that maybe is playing uh, plays a role as well? How many times you guys have had to go on the road here in the last couple of weeks? Well, it, it sure it sure doesn't help. I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, because we, we love playing right here in front of our fans. Our fans are are very passionate about what we do and. Uh, about this program, and, and it's uh, it's always great to play in front of them. But you know, getting on a bus and and driving an hour or so, or you know, how long it takes it, in places that you know, I, I I don't know how many of these kids played in Trousdale before. So you know, uh, you go down there on the creek bank, which is a hard place to play anyway. It's uh, you know, it, it it's tough on these guys. So you know, hopefully we can come out with a you know, come and, and play well this week against Scoresville. You know, it's for a region championship and. You know, don't have to say a whole lot. They'll be fired up and, and ready to go. Yeah, you mentioned it right there. Region championship on the line. Uh, obviously, kind of playoffs are necessarily guaranteed, but a big-time seeding here as well, right, could put yourselves in a, a really good position with a win. But well, what does Gordons do, Gordonsville do well uh, right now that you guys are going to have to try to, to key on? Well, Coach Jackson, you know, does a great job, and they're just very fundamentally sound in what they do. And uh, they have the foster kid back there at quarterback who throws the ball really well and, and controls the game. And you know, got some good, a good couple good running backs. And uh, you know, they're just very fundamentally sound in what they do. And defensively, you know, you very rarely find them in the wrong place. 
uh, you know, they're always uh, they're so co- coached so well and and do exactly what they're supposed to do. So, you know, it, it's it's going to be a tough game for for us for sure. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes, and and uh, you know, hopefully that that'll be us. Hopefully, indeed, Coach. Head Coach Bruce Lamb, Clay County Bulldogs, joining us here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Salina, we go to a former Bulldogs opponent this season, Monterey and the Wildcats. Head Coach Scott Hughes now on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Wildcats still have a lot to play for, a chance at the playoffs as they get set to go on the road to an extremely hostile and difficult environment, taking on a talented and upperclassman-laden Smith County team. Coach Hughes, a big-time kind of get-right, bounce-back win on the road last Friday, 49 points, easily your highest total of the season. What worked so well for you guys on the road in Gainesboro? Well, I mean, we were pretty efficient. Um Stayed ahead of the chains, and and you know played as a team. We didn't we didn't pull apart, um, and and everybody was on the same page. And uh, it was a pretty good night. Was was able to get some young guys in, which we hadn't been able to do because, uh, you know, we've been in in eight battles before that where it just didn't, you know, didn't swing that way to get some young guys in. So we were very fortunate to get to do that as well. How much does it help to get a win like that late in the year on the cusp of? possibly going on into postseason play to to feel like you're maybe starting to find some confidence late in the season well you know for us i mean we've had some good wins and um you know played a tough schedule and and every week's been a grind and um you know the the big thing was just to be able to uh get those young guys in and and try to get some growth in that area um it was good for our older guys to to see, you know, the the culmination of their hard work, and and so we were very blessed in in that regard. But you know, um, you know, moving into this week, and and you know, Lord willing, the the playoffs, you know, you got to be playing together, and uh, you got to be pulling for each other, and and you got to be playing on on the same page with each other, and and hopefully Friday night helps us get it, get back to that. Well, I know you will always tell me that you guys can get better. There are things the Wildcats can improve. What are they this week? Where does Monterey get better this week, uh, hoping to to go on into postseason play? Well, you know, we're still trying to find a little bit more depth and still trying to grow some younger guys to to just be able to fill in for a few plays or a handful of plays or whatever it may be. And, and you know, for us, the big thing is still trying to grow mentally. There, there's still so many things that we're trying to accomplish uh, with our football IQ that, that we're still having to work on every day. And, you know, our guys are working hard on it. Um, if you would have told me that, that we'd be as far as we are, um, you know, in May, I, I don't know if I'd have took that bet because it, it was like starting with a clean slate. Um, and, and, you know, it's one thing to be able to, to talk the lingo or, or draw it on a draw it on a dry race board. It's another thing when you got to be on the field and it's going fast, or teams are in no huddle, or or you know all of a sudden the guy may be a half step faster than you, and you're also trying to process what to do. And uh, that that's been one of the things I think we have grown in is is just being able to process and understand at a faster rate. You've talked to me all season about you know what these guys, what you guys as a program. We're hearing from the outside entering this season. So win or lose on Friday night, and we're going to talk about Smith County in a moment, but win or lose on Friday night against Smith County, just what does it mean to you as the head coach of a group of guys that have stepped up, they heard that, and they've put themselves in a position here in the final week to make the playoffs and to go on a postseason run? Well, you know, it's huge, uh, you know, as, as we've stated before and even talking to our guys, you know, everybody downplayed them. Everybody was negative towards them and, and all that. And, 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 you know, you can only hear negative so long before it starts to creep in. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, I, I do feel like sometimes the, the outside noise has impacted our guys a little bit in, in some close games. Just, you know, a little bit of doubt creeps in because you, you've been told that you can't win or you can't do this or as an individual you can't succeed. And, uh, so, you know, that's a huge growth for us to, to be where we are and, and to overcome some obstacles. And when you look at the teams that we've played, um, you know, a lot of great football teams on that schedule um, that, that we, uh, 
we're competitive with. And, and whether or not it swung our way late or it swung against us late, you know, we, we were competitive when a lot of people didn't even give us a shot to be competitive. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. And, and, you know, hopefully we can continue to grow every day um, through through the, the rest of this week and, and through the playoffs. And, and, you know, you hope that you're able to flip that script and, and you know, unfortunately you're going to lose your seniors. But you hopefully you can you can flip that script and and parlay that into a pretty good off season and understand the mental side of it more than the physical. Well, coach, you got another one of those big time hyper competitive games coming up on Friday to end the regular season. It's another massive test on the road at Smith County. Not like unlike that is not unlike several other teams uh, you've played this year. How do you slow down such a talent rich roster? Oh, it, it, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wish somebody would tell me. Uh, uh, we, you know, Smith County, when you look at them, my goodness, they're just ultra athletic on the perimeter. Um, you know, they're they're just big physical bodies at, at every position. You know, when you look at their offensive line, they're they're massive, but they also move so well. Um, you know, they're tight ends and and their linebackers, which you know, are playing kind of. Same. They're all six two, two fifteen, two twenty, two thirty, and and you know we you look at the guys that are in the backfield. They're they're big two fifteen guys, and um, you know the quarterback's a, a you know a, a freshman, but he plays like he's a senior, and uh, I it, it's a huge challenge for us. Um, you know you look at the roster, a lot of older bodies, a lot of seniors. Um, that has played just a tremendous amount of football. And, and you look at the success they have and, and have had this year, and it's a culmination of, of buying in at a young age and, and working your tail off and understanding the schemes and, and then just going out and executing and, and playing at a high level. And they have a huge confidence. I mean, and rightfully so. When, when you become that 17, 18-year-old senior and you've played a lot of football, you play with a whole different swagger uh, than, than a first-year starter or, a, or an underclassman and and so you see that in some of what they do um just very very impressed with with what they do and their coaching staff wildcats head coach scott hughes coming off a 49 to nothing defeat of jackson county and looking forward to a big game at smith county on friday night with a chance to send themselves to the playoffs in a year as you heard that they were not expected to do that by any stretch this is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. And it feels like it's time to check in with one of our two teams that is attempting to finish off a regular season undefeated. We'll head up the mountain to Jamestown with Derwin Wright and the York Dragons, who are looking to turn in an undefeated season for just the third time in school history According to Coach Wright, doing so would mean quite the turnaround for a program that just a couple years ago was not all that close to where they felt like they should be. Coach, a bounce-back game for you guys offensively last week. What worked so well on the road at Wartburg for your offense? Well, we just kind of got clicking. We we uh, we opened up the running game. Miles connected uh, with Bryson early for a touchdown and then uh uh basically got a got a score on in every phase got a uh score in the special teams got a score on defense with an interception and then the others through offense so uh you know uh didn't play well the first half but really really played well the second half you guys uh obviously go up against a polk county team this week that's probably better than that four and five record would show what do you have to key on against them to make sure you uh, walk away with another big time win. Well, I agree with you. I think they're a better team than what the record shows. Uh, I think they're uh, they're an aggressive team. Uh, we've got to really do a good job on number twelve. He's he's the, their speed guy and he runs the ball well. Uh, and uh, also got to do a good job on number forty two. Uh, good little running back for them. And uh, they, they've got you know they've got they've got a big offensive line, big defensive line, and uh, they play pretty aggressive. Yeah, that's something you and me have talked about before, right? You certainly come into a lot of games with, with an athletic advantage and, and, and have a lot of guys you can go to, but size is not necessarily your strong suit. How do you counter that 
going up against a team in Polk County on the line on both sides. What's the best well, way? Well, the big thing, yeah, yeah, technique, technique. You know, you know, a big kid is a, a big, strong kid is is hard to block. But now, if you get down and you start blocking in the waist, and your technique's good, you know, that takes some of that advantage away. But now, if you try to take a you're a smaller guy, and you try to take a guy on high like that. He's he's gonna he's gonna dominate you. I I feel like you would tell me you still haven't maybe played your best football this season, Coach. So, what is the emphasis this week for the Dragons? Where do you guys have to improve entering uh, you know playoffs coming up after this Friday? Well, I agree. I, I agree with what you just said. I've told our kids that I don't think we've played a perfect game yet, and nowhere close. We. Uh, We've left a lot of a lot of open receivers out there, and we've made we've made some bad decisions, uh, you know. Uh, and uh, de- defensively, uh, you know, we we played some pretty perfect games on defense, but uh, I think offensively we've still not completely clicked. And uh, the emphasis this week is uh, definitely in the passing game, and and uh, and then just like we were talking about it on blocking Polk County, because I know they're they're, they're going to be a aggressive defense you guys have a chance at an undefeated regular season now i know you have much loftier goals than that and certainly those are the concentration after this week but what would it mean to you and to this team uh to 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 pull off a zero in the loss column to end the regular season well the turnaround in the last two years it would be it would be huge for our program I, i you know we think school history there's been uh there's been two other undefeated seasons, and uh, this would make a third. And you know, our guys uh, wear that, but they also wear. You know, we, we've got to come out and play really, really good football. Uh, you know, it's going to be senior night for us here at the Dragon Pit. But you know, our guys just got to come out. And we've got to come out and want it, and execute, and play well. Head coach Derwin Wright, York Dragons. Coach, final question before I let you go, and you just mentioned it right there. It's senior night in the Dragon Pit. This is a loaded senior class that has done a lot in their time up there on the mountain. What have they meant to the program for the Dragons? What have they meant to you as as a coach? Oh, it's been this it's been a great group. I took back over when they were juniors and, and they've been just solid stables and you know, just worked hard for me and uh have have done what I've asked them to do, and you know this is a class, this is a, and and last year's class as well. You know, made semifinals, two groups in a row, going to be really missed, and and they've been a big part of getting the program back going the direction that we always we always want to go. Of course, loftier expectations than an undefeated regular season, but you heard Coach right there talk about what it would mean for the program, what it would mean for this group of seniors up on the mountain in Jamestown to finish off a regular season undefeated for just the third time that they can figure at least, and I couldn't find anything to dispute it, just the third time in the history of the York Institute. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From a team trying to put together just their third undefeated campaign in school history to a team that has gone on quite the winning streak, the Cookville Cavaliers now sitting on a six-game bender. They look to make it seven this week on the road at Wilson Central, but the Cavs have squarely placed themselves, not just in playoff contention, but all of a sudden in a spot where they could be hosting a playoff game if things fall their way and if they win at Wilson Central. Cavs head coach Taylor Hennigan understands everything. Hinges on a win this week. Win and you're in. That is the Cavs philosophy. Head coach Taylor Hennigan joining us now to talk about just that as well as the last week's massive win against Green Hill that included a Sports Center top 10 level play from senior Mason Taylor. Coach, we got the chance to catch up with several of your players on Saturday, but uh, didn't get a chance to talk to you. So we'll look back here to begin. I mean, what a win uh, over a really, really good Green Hill team. Uh, it certainly wasn't like you guys jumped out to a lead and just held on. It went back and forth a little bit. How proud were you of your your team's effort against arguably one of the more talented teams you've seen all season? Yeah, big win. Obviously, um, you know, a lot at stake and, you know, still not still not settled there as far as, um, you know, all that goes. But, you know, as far as playoffs and seeding and all that, we knew it was a big game. Um, really good team, you know, well-coached team, talent all over the place. 
Um, and to be honest with you, we did not play uh, our best, which, you know, in a way is, is good to win those type of games. You know, obviously we've got got to fix some things like we always do. But, you know, our defense, I thought, was really proud of them. I thought they kept us in the game um, in, the, in the first half. It took us, you know, a quarter, quarter and a half to get going offensively. And defense kept them to seven points and forced a turnover. Uh, our offense was able to answer right before halftime with 14 unanswered. And, you know, kind of the second half, a little bit of the opposite. Our offense was able to answer a couple of their – they took the lead and our offense scored, you know, 14 unanswered again and kind of answered when, when our defense was struggling a little bit. So not our best game, but I do think it was probably the most complimentary that we've played um, and a bunch of guys played really well. So big game, a uh, huge win for our program. Culturally, scheme-wise, everything about what you guys are doing right now is what you've talked about since the first day you got here is being the expectation of what you think you guys could do um, both on and off the field. Now you're proving it. You're on a, I think, what, five-game winning streak now, I think it is. Um, what was – we know that turning point was that Lebanon game, right around there going to Mount Juliet, but what changed? What has led to a five-game winning streak and you guys playing – some of your best football and at times winning games even when you don't yeah I think you know we won or or we beat White County and we've talked several times about kind of the letdown the next week kind of the hangover from that win and Lebanon was was certainly a week that we did not feel like you know I didn't feel like we prepared well we didn't practice well Um, and since then just the, the the detail in our meetings and the practice preparation uh, has has kind of been taken to a new level, and that's certainly been um, the biggest thing, you know, for sure. So, you know, the Gallatin win was was kind of the next step to, to beating a team on the road, uh, really talented team, one of the better teams in our region, and that kind of just solidified that belief that we can do it. So uh, I do think that win was important, um, but the preparation and the practice – the intensity and the practice, more more live reps in practice since the Lebanon week, um, more good on good reps in practice since that week, and we kind of got back to almost the spring practice model, uh, if you will, full pads three days a week and um, going live and going good on good a lot more than we were before that. We've talked about him several times, really on both sides, but now on a five-game winning streak where Mason Taylor has had 15, 16, 17 plus tackles in in three or more of these games. What is he doing specifically on on your defensive side that is bringing him so much success, putting himself in the right position? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to narrow down to a few things. He, I mean honestly, he does everything really well. He prepares as good as anyone that we have. He practices as good um, and, and watches film as good as anyone that we have. Um, he's a captain. He's you know he's our vocal guy. He he played at a really high level at Lincoln County. And I told him this. He had no production hardly. I mean he had you know maybe eight or nine tackles and made some plays defensively. He had one catch for negative two yards. Um, but he played at a really really high level that week. And I just told him you know keep doing that. And production has is, is typically been there. Obviously, um, we, we're not throwing the ball the way we were last year, but um, when we throw the ball, him and Presley are usually the guys that we're t- trying to target. Uh, but, you know, you can see he's he's doing quarterback stuff. He's lined up at tight end. He's lined up at receiver. Um, multiples his positions on defense. Punter, holder, kick returner, I mean, punt returner. He does, he does everything for us. And um, just doing it at a really high level, uh, does not come off the field very often um, and you know playing over 100 plays or whatever it is so couldn't be more proud of him he deserves it he's he's worked hard yeah obviously he has one play that's going to stand out in people's minds probably for a while around here uh, in that Green Hill game last Friday night walk me through that play specifically but then also just what does a guy like Mason stepping up and making a play like that do for the rest of your guys and your team yeah, we talked about that in our team meeting yesterday. We got to have guys that that step up and make plays. Players make plays, and um, you know his first touchdown catch was was a great throw and a good catch in traffic. Um, but that that run in the second half was one of the best plays that 
you know, it, it was there. It was it was schemed really well. It was a good call. Um, Jackson Jones, freshman on the outside, and Wes Hudson, our tight end, did a really good job of kind of sealing the perimeter. Thomas gets out and blocks the corner. Uh, but Mason, you know, created the second half of that run. Um, set it up with a good angle and, and has the speed to get around the edge and dives in from the five-yard line. And um, it, it was an incredible, incredible individual effort um, but also, you know, the, the line and the tight ends and the backs and all that did, did a really good job. We can keep talking about that game, individual performances and team performances, but you got to turn the page. Uh, obviously, a Wilson Central team that is not only a road game, but a team that honestly is probably better than their record shows. Uh, they barely walk away with a win against Warren County last week. What is Wilson Central doing right now that you guys have to, to try to take advantage of or key on? Yeah, this is the first time, you know, obviously we've really studied them. You see them throughout the season when you're watching other teams, but uh, totally agree. They're, they're much better than their record, you know, shows. They've, they've hung in some games. They, they probably should have won the game at Green Hill early in the year, um, beat Laverne, who's a good team, and um, they've hung around in some other games. So uh, they're, they've got speed. They've got good backs. Uh, they've got good receivers. A uh, guy that can go up and catch the the one on one ball, and they present a, a lot of new stuff, innovative stuff offensively. We're going to see formations that we've never seen before. Um, so they do some stuff that you know you got to get lined up to and uh, make sure that you're sound against defensively. I think one of the most structured teams that we've played. They don't beat themselves. They're in the right spot. Uh, they're not misaligned. They communicate well. Um, they are well coached, and, and I think it's going to be a game that we're going to have to just line up and see who can move people around because um, they're not out of position. They're, they're, they know what they're doing. Um, so, and they've got some speed and athleticism and, and some guys that, that play, make plays. So uh, it is not going to be an easy game. Final question here, Head Coach Taylor Hennigan and Cookville Cavaliers. Coach, what would it mean to end the year or end the regular season, that is, on a six-game winning streak and possibly secure that two seed? What does that do for you guys entering postseason play? Yeah, I mean, obviously the seeding is the most important. Um, you know, whether we are two or three or four or whatever, we've got to make sure that we're in. You know, we win, we're in. So we treated last week as a playoff game. We're doing that this week. Um and I think that's kind of what we have to do. That's what it is. So if we don't win the game, there's no guarantee that we're in the playoffs. So um, we got to treat it as such. Um, you know, obviously hosting a game is, is going to be uh, the priority, but that's not all in our control. So we can't focus on that. We got to make sure that we um, are focused on Wilson Central and, and making sure that we win this game. Cookville Cavaliers head coach Taylor Hennigan joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Cookville this week on News Talk 94.1. Tune in with coverage beginning at around 640 as the Cavs try to end the regular season on a seven-game winning streak and possibly put themselves in second place in the region set to host a playoff game next week. Taylor Hennigan, thank him for joining us. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. We've checked in with Cookville, who's on a six-plus game winning streak. Now we head to McMinnville in Warren County to check in with the Pioneers, who are on a six-plus game losing streak. Albeit they did get their quarterback last week back, though. Senior Alex Van Vuren trying to put some good things on film before he looks to head off to the collegiate ranks. Of course, also after playing basketball and baseball at the high school level. All of that and more in our interview here with head coach Matt Turner as he joins the program. Coach Turner, the final week of the regular season hey. is upon us. Uh, you know, obviously you guys maybe aren't in a spot that, that you wanted to be in, but certainly still a whole lot to play for uh, here in the final week of the season. W what was kind of the team attitude, the team vibe coming back for practice on Monday? Oh, you know, I mean, excitement. You know, we've actually, uh, you know, it was, we had a great game Friday. I mean, we came up a little short on the scoreboard. Uh, however, but, you know, getting to have Alex Van Buren back uh, really motivated the offense, and, and uh, we we executed well and, and you know, and just and, and had a couple plays not go our way. And, you know, and it was just a good, good uh, – Friday night atmosphere, you know, of course it was rocking here at Nunley Stadium, you know, homecoming and we said homecoming and senior night on the same night, but, 
you know, it was, um, uh, it, it was exciting and, uh, you know, got a good, uh, big road trip this week, but we had, uh, the JV freshman team got to play in the Lions Bowl on, uh, Tuesday night and, and, and had success there and won that. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a good week so far. Yeah, you, you bring it up, senior night, homecoming, all on the same night last Friday night. You come up short, but just what was that environment like for you as somebody who's obviously been around this community and, and is very close, uh, holds it very close to your heart there in Warren County? Well, you know, I mean, that's why I've always, I mean, I've, uh, you know, played here and, and just uh, love this place. And, and regardless of, of our success on the win-loss column, you know, this community comes together and and celebrates the the you know the, the all of the kids and and uh, man they were shooting fireworks off and uh, you know and of course due to due to some four day weeks earlier in the year we actually thought that this week was the best week to combine that senior night and homecoming you know and of course we got out of school at twelve o'clock and they shut down downtown and the parade and the, the homecoming floats and. And uh, this this stuff just uh, you know it's uh it's the varsity blues Friday night light movie stuff you know uh, so you know and the thing is it's just uh, it's awesome it's a it's a epic epic uh, you can ask for a better foundation and, and platform for high school football and that's why you know it's always a lifetime dream of mine to be here and 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 help try to do my part on it and, and build the program and have the success on the field you know and and we're getting there. Yeah, you guys come up just short on Friday night, but as you said, a lot of good things, a lot of positives from Friday night. What were some of the positive things you take away from that Wilson Central game that you can carry into this week, and what are some things you've got to to improve going into a road game this week? Well, you know, actually, actually getting getting like I said, getting to see Alex back. You know, he busted his tail since he broke that collarbone. You know, Ben doing whatever he uh, could do and, and even above and beyond, you know, because he was actually wearing a headset during uh, most of the time on Friday night, relaying plays in and and, and communicating with uh, our younger quarterbacks, Brady and, and, and uh, 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 Christopher Robledo, and, and helping those guys come along and mature. and and uh, But, you know, just executing on the offense, you know, the guys, we're still, we're still uh, you know, one block away here, one block away there, miscommunication that could have really changed that game. Uh, but, you know, defensively, uh, we had some guys that uh, – some young guys that, you know, they're they're not young anymore as far as experience. You know, they've got nine games under their belt. And, and this – you know, we had a, 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 a one uh, – Gage Harris had uh, two interceptions and one of them was a pick six. And, and, and this is a kid that played middle school football but then came out his junior year. And so it's his first varsity year playing football. And – and just seeing some leaders emerge, uh, seeing some seniors do good things to at least last few games. But uh, biggest thing is seeing some of these young guys that are, you know, going to be the leaders next year, and 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 just take that positive uh, uh, emotions and everything into the off season, and and uh, just go to work. You know, you mentioned last week a chance for Alex Van Vuren to put some things on film after breaking that collarbone to hopefully. Uh, find a way to be able to uh, continue his career at the collegiate level. Uh, what was he able to do last Friday night, and, and what do you hope to see from him this Friday night uh, that he can hopefully put on film for some teams at the next level? Well, you know, he did some great things. I don't have the numbers here in front of me, but, you know, we actually came out and, and talked with my offense coordinator and said, hey, let's, you know, let's, let's they dink and dunk and make some, you know, some short passes and let him get some comfort in there and, and shoot, man, we just, we just started moving the ball, uh, uh, and 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 of course, just watching him execute uh, and lead the offense, and and his release time is, you know, and that was the biggest thing, the difference in a mature senior quarterback versus a, you know, Brady uh, that uh, being a sophomore, you know, uh, he uh, just the, the his release and and being able to move with his feet uh, was was remarkable. Uh, just to open up a little bit more and give the receivers just that hair bit, that extra step that they needed or that extra second that, you know, the offensive line may not provide it at each time or whatnot. But, you know, he uh, just, uh, just, just his, just his uh, presence on the field, you know, if you've got to been fortunate enough to watch him play, you can see it, you know, and, and, uh, 
So I think we've uh, he, he made some good highlights of the night to add to his uh, resume to try to hopefully get out there on the next level. This week, you guys obviously go on the road. What are some things you've got to key on going on the road this week? Well, you know, not just not get uh, not be defeated before we get off the bus. You know, just because we're playing a uh, uh, you know a, a top tier type program. Uh, you know, Father Ryan, and, and of course, obviously, that record doesn't reflect how good they are. You know they've uh, they they was uh, hell on wheels there to begin the season, and then it seemed like after the NBA game, you know they they uh, uh, struggled to actually win. Uh, but my my goodness, you know we're talking about Macaulay and 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 some of the opponents that they're playing, you know. But just not to be intimidated by the you know the uh, just that whole uh, Father Ryan name, you know the and then the program, and just understand hey, it's a football game, no different than any other, and and. Uh, you know, and it's all still going to come down to who executes and who gets after it. And, uh, you know, and I, I think it's going to be a great game because I don't think Father Ryan's, you know, they, uh, I think this will be their last game. They're not making it to the playoffs. So it'll be just two teams really just trying to, you know, get that last get Friday night in and, and uh, just to execute. And, you know, and obviously we're going to have to tackle well and, and play sound fundamental football. Everybody knows who Father Ryan is, and he is correct. A team that, by record and over the last couple of weeks may not have looked their best, but still an incredibly potent program and a team that at any point could bust back onto the scene. So fundamental football coming up hopefully Friday night from the pioneers of Warren County. That was head coach Matt Turner. I'm Colin Castleberry and this is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. Speaking now with White County head coach Curtis Beatty as the Warriors get set to do battle with the Wildcats in Livingston. And of course, Coach Beatty is an L.A. alum. What's it like to go back to L.A.? We talk with him about that and so much more, including Trip Pinion being on the verge of some incredibly historic statistics. Coach, it was an emotional loss Friday night. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um, and you made no bones about it on Saturday morning when we got to talk. But how was team morale and their response coming back uh, for practice on Monday? Well, of course, uh, they're disappointed. Uh, I think uh, the the tide has turned here in White County, and I think uh, people around not only the program but outside the program have, have seen that, the so these kids expect to get in the playoffs now, and when when you don't reach that goal, uh, obviously they're down and bummed. But uh, there's a lot still left to play for. Uh, this senior class can be the win the senior class, and uh, you know there's still it's a region game, so there's still messages that can be sent. Uh, so our kids are excited to play another week of football, but uh, obviously just extremely disappointed that we're not in the playoffs. Yeah, where do you guys have to improve this week? With still, as you said, a whole lot on the line, region game, winning as class, all of that. Where do the Warriors have to get better this week? Well, when you go back and watch the DeKalb County game, and, and I told you on Saturday, all the credit in the world to them, they played a really good game and done done a lot of good things, but uh, we gave them way too many chances. Uh, with turnovers, we turned the ball over, and when they coughed it up a couple times, we didn't necessarily jump on it. So the biggest area this week that we got to improve on is we can't turn the ball over and we can't uh, capitalize on mistakes by the other team. We, we have to make those teams pay for those mistakes to be successful. Obviously, Livingston Academy, a team that a lot of people would probably say is better than their 3-6 and six record. What do they do well that you guys have to key on, uh, things you have to try to counter on Friday night on the road? Well, uh, of course, that'll, that'll be a big environment. Uh, they're coming off a region win at Cumberland County, and uh, it's their senior night, so it'll be exciting. And I spent, honestly, I spent very many nights up there at Tom Davis, so it's a it's a hard place to play. Uh, so the first thing we got to do is uh, knock out the noise, the crowd noise, and just and and get zoned into who we are and and do what we do. But uh, they have a really good quarterback. It's, uh, he's very mobile. Uh, when he gets scrambling around, he keeps his eyes downfield and throws the thing fairly well. So we've got to try to keep him healed up somehow. And they run the ball successfully a lot. They've got a lot of a lot of talent on the outside. Like you said, they're a lot they're a lot better than their record indicates. Um, they've got a lot 
a lot of good athletes running around everywhere. Uh, I think their defense line and uh, linebackers play really aggressively and and have that uh, bend but don't break type attitude a lot. So it'll be interesting. Well, you certainly alluded to it there, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask and or uh, bring it up. Just what is it? Uh, what is it like to return to LA on the opposing sideline? Obviously, as an alum, as somebody who, as you mentioned, spent so many nights, so many times there in Tom Davis Memorial Stadium, and and of course, it's it's. I'm not sure if you've been there since they got all the renovations uh, done. But what does it mean to you to return, and and how do you kind of quiet the noise? Uh, well, I mean, it's. I, I could sit here and, and lie to you and tell you it's another football game, but it's not. Uh, you know, for me, um, you. I've been back one other time with Florida, and uh, I was an assistant coach my very first year coaching, and went up there, and and it was a different. It was a different animal uh, to be on the opposite side and things like that. But uh, I, I was telling my wife it's pretty neat this time because of the way they've done the remodel. I actually get to stand on what was considered the home sideline when I was playing uh, to coach the game. So it's pretty neat. But I've got family, I've got friends, all will be at the game. So, you know, I just try to tune it out in the extent of, hey, I've got to take care of what i got to take care of for the White County Warriors. And it's not about me. It's not about what I've done or anything like that. And that's what I told the kids on Monday. This game's still about you and the Livingston Wildcats. It has nothing to do with me or Coach Hauser, who coached at Sparta. It, uh, people can make it about what they want, but at the end of the day, it's never been about coaches. It's always been about kids. Head Coach Curtis Beatty, White County Warriors. <clears throat> Coach, uh, before we let you go, uh, you, we've talked about it all season. Other guys have got to step up around trip. That's no secret. And certainly they'll have to do that again on Friday. But you look back at the DeKalb County game and – uh, you did turn the ball over. You were unable to take advantage of some of their turnovers. How do you get Trip going in a game where it, it certainly feels like you're going to need him to have a vintage Trip pinion like night? Well, uh, we just we got to continue doing what we do. I think uh, he started he started to become uh, that early in the DeKalb County game and. Uh, he he may or may not have got a little banged up there and limited him a little bit uh, on things that he could do. But ultimately, we just have to play complimentary football to make Trip as good as he could possibly be. And that's what we were trying to do all year. And I think you've seen that. Darvon Richmond had another big night, 81-yard uh, touchdown reception. Um, Demarius Dow played really well. And for us coaches and those players, those are all guys that I keep saying their name, and they keep they get to come back next year. So for for trip to be trip, I think it's uh, very important that we keep those other guys involved. That way, it takes pressure, and that's when trip's able to be trip more because he doesn't have to have thirty five carries to get to three hundred. He can have thirteen or fourteen carries to get to the three hundred yard mark. Thirteen or fourteen carries to get to three hundred yards. Do you understand? How insane that is. The breakdown on that is incredible by the law of averages. Also a chance to go over 3,000 total yards on the season trip pinion, much like the guy who came before him right there in Sparta as a Mr. Football finalist. Malachi Dowell is a specimen. Trip is a special player and a special young man. We wish him all the luck in the world on Friday night. Win, lose, or draw in the game itself. I'm Colin Castleberry, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. Final segment this week on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. And as promised, we checked in earlier with the York Dragons, who are trying to put together an undefeated regular season for just the third time in school history. And now to end the program, we check in with the other program, looking to make it an undefeated regular season this time via their historically good defense. You know who I'm talking about. It's the Upperman Bees who will host DeKalb County in Baxter on Friday night. But last Friday night, they sent a message, it seemed, to the rest of the classification and certainly to the region. Up 41-0 at the half against Stone. They end at 48 to seven against the Panthers. Head coach Adam Kane was very proud of his team's performance, but says eh, still they have not played their best football or a complete game. 
Coach Kane, a last week an emotional high. You mentioned how the team had really been looking forward to the game last week. How did they return on Monday from that high? What was their kind of their attitude and, and their uh, the vibe around the guys? Yeah, um, I'd have to say, you know, it, it seemed kind of normal. Um, I, I think they, uh, you know, they understood that they, uh, you know, we we played pretty well, probably our best, uh, you know, performance uh, so far this year. Um, but I, but I also think they, uh, you know, are are pretty grounded and 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 humbled in, in the idea that, you know, DeKalb County is, is coming here uh, Friday. You know, DeKalb has really played us pretty tough the last, uh, you know, four or five years. And it's always been a, you know, a game that we've really struggled in. And, and a lot of that has to do with them. And, and um, so I think they understand what, what what's happening and uh, they, they, you know, they understand that, that their opponent is playing really good football and got really good players, and uh, I think they're finally healthy. And so it's um, they kind of take my mindset. You know, there's just it just seems like 2023. There's just no um, rest <laughs> and no uh, you know no relaxation in in this season, and and uh, this week's no different. Yeah, you mentioned it. DeKalb County is obviously a team that even when you guys are playing your best, when you feel like your team is at their best, still gives you some issues, still plays you really tough, really tight. What do the Tigers do that seems to give you guys some issues, and what are some things you've got to do on Friday night to counter some of those really great athletes? Yeah, well, I, I think that's uh, first and foremost, you know what you got to realize when you play them is they they got really good players and um, you know usually big and strong and guys that can run and uh, you know those are the kind of kind of teams that that we you know that give us issues and so you know couple that with the fact that defensively they got a really good plan um, you know they get their they get their two safeties involved in the run game and, and uh, kind of outnumber you no matter what your formation is. Uh, and, and so that's kind of what we've been noticing. Um, you know, you, you can block something up, what you think you got blocked up pretty well, and they've got an extra free hat, you know, to make the play. And another thing that really sticks out about um, – you know, DeKalb County's defense is they're really good tacklers and um, they make a lot of a lot of solo tackles, um, you know, in space, in, in the box, and so on and so forth. So, you know, much respect to how they play defense. And then on the flip side of that, you know, Coach Trapp does a really good job of, uh, you know, keeping you – off balance with his offense. Um, he's got a quarterback that can run the football as well as throw the ball. It seems like the kid's been there forever. Um, and, you know, he's he's had some success against us. I remember for sure in the playoff game here two years ago, he, he ran the ball pretty well. And, uh, you know, he's got a really good arm. And so, you know, with him and number 15, they got good players there and, and – uh, you know they they do some interesting things and pull their center a lot and I, I don't know I, I've just always kind of been um, impressed with how athletic they are on the line of scrimmage on offense and so uh, you know he knows how to throw the ball he knows how to spread you out and, and get people in spots that you, it's difficult to cover and so it, honestly it's just schematically and then and then the talent level that they usually have is uh it's just a difficult deal and um uh, you know we know that coming in and um it's kind of been that way every week you know every week's kind of been a battle and we're gonna have nothing will be different this friday 
Yeah, you talked about it right there. Uh, every week has been a battle, obviously, especially inside this region. No team, no uh, no game is necessarily very easy, whether it's DeKalb or Stone in these last two weeks, Macon early in the season, even Livingston on the road. So what would it mean to you? What would it mean to your guys in this program if you did leave the regular season, show up Saturday, wake up Saturday morning, that is, uh, with a zero in that loss column. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I do think a ten and zero looks a lot different than a nine and one. Um, I, I think you got to be careful about, uh, you, you know, when when you're playing a ball game. I think you got to be careful about, you know, big picture type things. I think you got to focus on the the whole one and zero type. Uh, mentality and um, you know this group that we've had has done a pretty good job of that Uh, each week has kind of been an entity of its own and um, you know they've done a fantastic job of of absorbing you know any kind of game plan stuff and um, you know studying their opponent and and that sort of thing so I I think we'll be um, I think we'll be ready to go. Um, I just, you know, I know they're going to come with some fire and intensity and, and we're going to have to match that and, and, you know, try to get, try to play the game as much as we can on our terms. A Berman Bees head coach, Adam Kane, as they prepare to try to put together an undefeated regular season campaign hosting DeKalb County and Baxter on Friday night. You can hear that matchup on Sports Radio 104.7 Friday with coverage beginning at 6.40. Also on News Talk 94.1, you can hear the Cookville Cavaliers try to make it seven in a row and possibly secure a home playoff game on the road at Wilson Central. That one will also begin at 6.40 again on News Talk 94.1. Livingston Academy, the Wildcats, of course, on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. With myself and David Ledbetter, coverage will begin at 6.15 as the Wildcats play host to the Warriors and Trip Pinion, trying to pick up just their second region win on the year, but for the second time this year, win two in a row. I'm Colin Castleberry. Thanks for every thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you to everyone who joined us tonight on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders.